0: Week 10 is one game away from being completely done So let's talk about all the good and bad. You know what it is. Cash and trash. Let's get straight to it. Welcome to the Fantasyland Football Podcast. All righty. Let's look it up. Another week. Wow. Another opportunity to be graced by football itself.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, my Giants didn't play today, so it was great because we neither won or lost, but, mm. yeah, you know. It is hard when,
0: like, your your favorite team is, isn't playing and you're on a bye and it's, yeah, it's like, ah. Uh...
1: You're still want you're still watching football, I was like, oh, you know. That's the
0: beauty of fantasy, you know? Yeah, it is. You just love watching football because of all these players. Um, how'd you go in fantasy this week? How you feeling?
1: Um, at the moment, I mean, all my follower leagues, I think they're just done to be complete. I mean. You mean you don't have a chance type vibe to, to a playoff? I think there's definitely one. No. I think there's definitely one that I won in a follower league. Uh, I think it was a Golden Goat Gold Redraft League. Um, But other than that, it's just absolutely terrible. Uh, I'm hoping to win in one of my big money leagues, but the other guy still has three players left. And my other money league, I think I lost already. Yeah, I definitely lost in that one. So it's all right so far. It's not terrible. But this week in fantasy is, every week in fantasy is weird. (laughs) Yeah. you know, I feel like people are like, oh, wow, this is a weird week. No, that's just just every week. Every week is
0: a weird week. Uh, yeah, expect the unexpected. I'm a, I'm probably going to win 50% of my leagues. In the money leagues, I lost a league I thought for sure I would win. It's a two-quarterback league, and the person I'm facing, shout out to SG. He traded away Joe Mixon, didn't have Kyler Murray, didn't have DeAndre Hopkins, did not have Antonio Brown, did not have Rob Gronkowski, did mm-hmm. not have T. Higgins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I had all my stars and I lost. Yeah. But um we that's played fantasy. in in a different league and I didn't expect to win that one and yeah. So I guess it evens out, you know. You the unexpected happens in both scenarios. That's that's exactly. fantasy. Exactly. How's that Kit Kat? I see you eating a Kit Kat.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm hungry. I didn't really have anything now thinking about it. So I just Is that your favorite chocolate? Oh yeah. Kit Kat? Yeah. Kit- top three Kit Kat Snickers and Mm. Top two. Top two. Kick cat stickers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whatever the ones you were thinking about, no one I thought the right of, I thought about three. saying
1: like well, I didn't think about saying. I was going through the, the chocolates in my head, like a Butterfinger's or a three musketeers mm. or Hershey's. Ooh, yeah. crunch. I like a crunch, yeah. but that's like that's like you know, I just grabbed a crunch because I wanted it. Going to everyone who's listening to this, except for the
0: small percentage of people of our audience who lives in Australia is like, what the hell is a crunch? So I feel like it's similar to a Butterfinger, but it's more crunchy. Uh no. Yeah, it's it's like the it's similar flavor, is it not?
1: I think crunch. I mean, I could be completely wrong, to be honest. I haven't had in a while. It's pretty flat, obviously. Think of it as a Hershey's bar, but with some sort of nuts in it. That's how I, yeah. I take it? or <laughs> <laughs> you, you take it with nuts? <laughs> um, yeah. That's I mean, you so didn't terrible. ask me, but
0: I'm sure some people might be curious. Well, I was What's going to. I, w- <laughs> <laughs> it was just,
1: uh, I just said, yeah, I'm I just trying said to recover. something sus.
0: I'm not a chocolate person. I mean, I think you know that. I'm not really a chocolate person, yeah. but
1: I would have to
0: say... There's this thing called Tim Tams in Australia and they have white chocolate Tim Tams. I think that would be my favorite chocolate. But outside of that, I'm not really like a chocolate
1: person. Why I, not though? What's the reason for not I don't watching? know. It's it's one of
0: those things where I when ever, ever since I've been young, I've eaten chocolate and I've been like I don't this isn't good to me. Like this doesn't taste good. And people just keep saying keep eating it. I'm like that's the same reason I don't drink coffee. People are like keep drinking it. And then you're like, like, well, I don't like it right now. Uh, I don't so, like coffee at all. So I don't need to, you know what I mean? I don't need to force myself. So yeah. I'm more of a gummy guy. You know, I like I all def- different types of gummies. Sour Patch Kids are, are fire. Uh, it's yep. hard to beat Sour Patch Kids.
1: I love Sour Patch Kids. Um, I went through a phase of Swedish Fish. Um, Swedish Fish is
0: good. It's underrated. I feel like it gets it gets like after a while, though, it's hard to keep. Pounding down the Swedish Bro, fish Bro there was a know? time
1: In high school Where like I used to buy a bag Of Swedish fish Every single day Damn I, I didn't eat it All in every single day I just bought it This is like, my
0: My name is Daniel Badaki And this is my
1: story Yeah and It was Swedish fish Sour pass kids And Um
0: Damn son
1: Every day Oh no not every day I'm just saying like Those are the My the oh, gummies, My, the my, gummy guy, my guy's
0: pounding down Four packs of gummies every Nah you
1: crazy that's, that's next level Man, You
0: crazy B Uh this is a football podcast. We get off track sometimes, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about cash. If you don't write checks, how do you pay these guys?
1: Great cash,
0: homie. Okay. Always good to start with the good news before the bad news. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of players who balled out this week. Some unexpected, some returning to form. Mm-hmm. Let's start with quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes that's right. returns to form the MVP form that we have grown to love. Absolutely. 406 yards and five
1: touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is the old Patty. Yeah, Patty's back. Absolutely fantastic. 36-plus fantasy points. If you have Patrick Mahomes, you've been waiting for this day for a very long time. I think this is his best week so far. And by the way, that's in a... That's in a four point passing touchdown
0: league. So it's actually much more if you're in a six point passing touchdown league. It's 46 points.
1: Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. This is his best game so far. The last time he broke a 40 plus game was week four against Philly. Mm -hmm. Obviously. And before, I mean, like since then, it's been real bad. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Since then, it's been a drop off, but. I mean, mm. he he did his thing. Five touchdowns, absolutely crazy. I mean, looks you- good
0: against a respectable Raiders defense. To be honest, I mm-hmm. I feel like they're pretty respected. I know where I stand on this. I haven't doubted Patty. You've been a little up and down. Not saying that's the wrong or right thing to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think this is you know I don't think I expect this every week, but I think Patrick Mahomes is fine, and I think he's still a top five quarterback in fantasy, and I think he's still one of the most talented
1: quarterbacks in the NFL. Do you think for fantasy purposes he's back? Um consistency one thing in fantasy is always about consistency Patrick Mahomes can definitely be consistent I mean we've seen it in the past Now the question is can is it is he going to do it again next week You know I think this is where the team kind of came back together Patrick Mahomes was struggling and this offense was struggling You know I'm pretty sure Travis Kelsey was fantasy relevant Tyreek was fantasy relevant like a lot all you know Start yeah, your all stars, the yeah, were, All the all Chiefs, the Chiefs were, relevant. were relevant today, so can they do that again? So I know yeah. next week they have a tough opponent, the Dallas Cowboys, if I'm not mistaken. So mm. it's, it's going to be interesting because those guys can definitely put up points. Yeah, um, unlike unlike the Raiders.
0: As a Chiefs fan, it's been up and down. I've stayed true. You know, I I I have never been a, a fan of a team that is considered like a dynasty that people like to hate. Like, I've always loved the Thunder in basketball. We've always been unlucky. (laughs) Um, You know, I've always been a Washington fan. And then when I started becoming a Chiefs fan, that was back in 2007, 2005 maybe, sorry. I was 11 years old, and we were the worst team in the NFL. But I liked them because I was in Kansas City. That was my hometown. And anyway, it's it's been weird to be the team that people like to hate. And now I, I just really enjoy us playing the football that we are accustomed to seeing from this team. It's, it's what we expect. So yeah. it's good to see the Chiefs back. I still think we have a chance to make a playoff run. It's early. Dak Prescott. Great, great game. Bounce back, you would say, from last week, even mm-hmm. though... He saved his game last week with some some garbage touchdowns. Uh, three touchdowns total. This is what we expect. Josh Allen. The two surprises for me is Mac Jones and Trevor Simeon, who both slip into the top five in fantasy this week as, as quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, they did. I think they did great. Mac Jones, what a touchdown to, if I'm not mistaken, Nelson Aguilar or Kendrick Bourne? One no, of those. that was KB, yeah, uh, Kendrick Bourne. That yeah, was a crazy, it was crazy. accurate crazy.
0: Right where it needed to be touchdown.
1: I think Mac Jones is going to be really successful. Honestly, yeah. like so far, he, in my opinion, second most successful quarterback in this class for the future In a future standpoint. I think okay. he will have the second. Obviously, I've been raving about Justin Fields and how he will be the most successful quarterback in this class, this past class. I think Mac Jones is right there with him. I get that. I, f- I feel like it's just so early. It's 100%, so early. You know? 100%. Hundred And
0: we have to give props for props is due. At the same time, he also landed with
1: Bill Belichick and
0: with a great team in New England. And not all these other quarterbacks I mean, he, could say that. In
1: reality, he has no one. Not that he has no one. John Lewis Smith, Hunter Henry, but like in the wide receiver core Great aspects. running backs.
0: Great defense. Yeah. Not many of these other teams have a good defense behind them. Justin Fields yeah. is probably the... The lone exception there.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and
0: Bill Belichick. You, we cannot underrate Bill Belichick's value to a rookie quarterback and to yeah. a quarterback who's growing. And you you know what? I, we have to give Mac Jones credit. I think he's been really good. Yeah, I think he's um, great. I, I still think if you put Trevor Lawrence there, if you put Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, I think that they're going to probably be as successful as he is right now, just in other ways because they're different quarterbacks. Um, yeah. but something I wanted to say on that is I said this on draft night, those teams who passed up on these quarterbacks, I still think that they're going to regret it. Who was it? It was Carolina. It was Denver. It was, Miami. there was a couple other teams,
1: Denver, Carolina, Miami, Miami. I was kind of
0: a, you know, I didn't really blame them cause you got to see what two is, but Eagles. like Carolina and Denver specifically, those were two teams that I was like, Come on, like you have Justin Fields or Mac Jones here, why are you not even trying? Like these guys, both of those guys would go number one in this year's draft without a doubt. They would be the first overall pick. Yeah. And anyway, it's oh, it's too early to say as well. If if I'm right, but and passer Tan's been great. Passer Tan's been so good, but he can't do what a quarterback can do for his team. Uh, I, I wanted to talk about Jalen Hurts for a second. I think he played really well. I, I really enjoyed the way he played today. Um, still threw an interception. Still only went sixteen for twenty three, but I like the progression I saw from him today, and I don't say that often.
1: No, yeah, I think I think it was great. This was a game that was going in and out of. I had Dallas Goddard on this in on this team, and he kind of went out early, so I kind of lost hmm. interest. But obviously, this game we're going to go back and rewatch. But yeah, he did he did decent. The throws that he had. We're really good. He I know Devonta Smith caught a contested catch and put in a good spot for him. And uh it's good. You know, he he also Devonta Smith also caught a touchdown in the backfield um when they're in the goal the the uh, what is it the red zone? I was gonna say the goal zone. Yeah. <laughs> so goals, huh? yeah, like he he's doing good. He's definitely progressing. This is a tough defense. This Eagles yeah. team is um beat a tough defense, honestly. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, on to running backs. Daryl Williams.
1: Tell him to bring me my money. Yeah!
0: I'm telling you, bro. I really think Daryl Williams has the starting job.
1: I mean, I don't see why not. I definitely, I agree with you. I see it with you. Um, what's And when I say starting
0: job, like CEH is probably going to still be like 40,
1: 45%. I think what's interesting But I here, think it's,
0: it's slightly going to. They're slightly going to prefer Daryl.
1: How it, could they not? What's interesting here, in my opinion, is that he caught more in the air than than on the ground. Yeah. He was too off of catching more balls and actually rushing. 11 yeah. carries, 43 yards, but he caught nine targets, nine receptions 100. for nine targets on 101 yards. So yeah. I think this is – they're going to be utilizing him in the passing game. He'll probably be the third down back. I think he always was a third down back, if I'm not mistaken. Clyde is obviously, uh, I'm assuming that one-two punch guy, but Clyde Maybe can catch the ball. Though.
0: Yeah, he can catch the ball for sure.
1: He he's just
0: not athletically gifted the way, not even that Daryl Williams is, but just he's not athletically gifted enough to justify playing him over someone else.
1: I feel like they didn't give him the chance. You know, like they were still let's like let's actually call it what it is. The Chiefs were struggling early. So, they probably weren't running the ball as successful. And when they were, well, well exactly. to be honest,
0: though, what, what's crazy is that he, before the injury, he had like a couple hundred yard games. So, he was running well. Right. So, but
1: they abandoned it. They abandoned the run yeah, because they were down. Yeah, they did abandon down. it. They, then they did that early because Patrick Mahomes was struggling. And then Travis Kel- or Tyreek Hill was dropping balls. And they was like, no, let's keep throwing it. Let's keep throwing it. Let's keep throwing it. Yeah. And I feel like Clyde didn't get the the true or opportunity. But I mean, he had the opportunity last year. But at the same time, mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell came in, but he Le'Veon Bell didn't really do anything. So for sure, we'll definitely see what happens. This team's just
0: not really in a position to.
1: There's no point in them not running the ball. Choose
0: what's what's working. This is what's working. Yeah, just keep riding it. Ramondre Stevenson. Look at us! Wow. Hey, look at us! Look at us! <laughs> huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Here we are, Ramondre. Almost the RB one on the week. You're the RB two. Mhm. I uh, it's great. I played Ramondre against you, mm-hmm. so it's harder to celebrate when you're talking about a player that is the reason why. Oh, you lost. no, I
1: think I think it's great. Like Ramondre Stevenson did great. Um, Does this he,
0: affect Damian Williams? That's really the only question.
1: Well, we thought that last time.
0: Yeah, I know. Or Damien, so who knows? Damien I Harris. guess is the answer. Um, yeah, sorry, Damian. When
1: Ramondre ran for hundred last time. Harris was if I'm not mistaken, Harris wasn't hurt. They were just up by a lot and Ramondre took over for the rest of the game.
0: Yeah. And he still had I don't 100. know what's gonna happen, to be honest. I mean, I I don't think it's crazy to say that he could get worked into the rotation, but they're not gonna stop using Damien either.
1: I think yeah, I think right this now is a, this is interesting for Dynasty though. I still I still think this is Damien's backfield. Until yeah, I until I see otherwise. But, I mean, I won't be surprised if they start to use Ramondre. It's kind of yeah. get like that one-two punch. But I do believe if Damien was healthy and he played, I think he could have put up something like this. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think he did well. Yeah. All right.
0: AJ Dillon is the running back three. Um, I just want to talk about my sweet, sweet Aaron Jones. As one of our friends would call Dalvin. My sweet, sweet Dalvin. My sweet, sweet Aaron Jones. (laughs) It's being reported, unfortunately, that Aaron Jones suffered a sprained MCL. That's what they think.
1: Mm.
0: Play happened. He was grabbing his knee. They helped him to the side and my heart sank. Yes, because of the fantasy points I lost. But because of this man's life. You know, this is his livelihood. He got paid. He got the bag, but it's hard to sit. And, yeah, I was thinking about my fantasy team more than anything. But uh shed a little tear there for Aaron Jones. It did not look good. And I think this is going to be probably a four to six-week injury, if not longer. Yeah. And in the in the realm of fantasy, he's probably becomes useless.
1: Yeah. It seems like he's done for the year in a fantasy perspective, obviously we'll probably see him in the playoffs, um depending how long until we get reports of how long this MCL sprain is going to be. But AJ Dillon, absolutely fantastic guy stepped in, 21 carries, over 100 You know what's crazy is like he wasn't even that efficient on the ground.
0: No, he wasn't, but, but
1: he was he he got he shit two catches for 62 yards. Yeah, there was the one
0: play that went for 50 plus yards, which was like crazy like it was a crazy play. Just super athletic, pushing people off of him on the sideline, avoiding going out of bounds. Like, Mm. he played really... I mean, look, A.J. Dillon's probably a top 10 running back until Aaron Jones is gone because it's the same if A.J. Dillon would have gotten injured. Now there's only one guy that's a star that can handle the workload. I think A.J.
1: Dillon is... If they didn't sign him, A.J. Dillon would have been... Aaron Jones? Sorry, they didn't re-sign Aaron Jones... Yeah, A.J. Dillon would have fit in perfectly. I think he totally. is a pound for pound guy. I, where
0: a lot of people expected that as well.
1: Where Aaron Jones is more of like a... He's kind of like a... He bobs and weaves. Kind I of. think
0: Aaron Jones is like an all-around back. I just think A.J. Dillon is the same but different. You know what I mean? Like, Derrick Henry can be an all-around back in this league. I'm not saying A.J. is, but he plays in a similar fashion. But yeah. more talented as a pass catcher. But on the opposite side of the spectrum... So are guys like, you know, Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey. There's I, I think they're both, you know, they both can be those workhorse guys, but mm. for fantasy, I see
1: A. J. Dillon as a
0: top ten running back while Aaron Jones is gone. Do you agree?
1: Um, I don't think they will utilize him as crazy as maybe they will. I kinda already showed you how they yeah, utilize him. I think like top eighteen I feel more comfortable, top fifteen ish. I don't know if top ten I need to I need to see a little bit more cuz I think I he got the more. way I
0: the way I look at it it's like top 5 offense in the NFL absolutely going to get at least 20 touches a game that's the way I see it mm. and I think the talent's there
1: okay
0: but if you have AJ feel great if you have Aaron Jones we'll cry together CMC is back after a little scare in the medical tent yeah. But uh, no touchdowns and still put up over 26 PPR points.
1: Yeah, 26. Keeping hyper-targeted, too. Nah, he was. I mean, 10 targets, 10 catches, 10 targets, sorry, 66 yards. He did get vulture for a couple touchdowns, but that's okay. I think, I mean, this target is absolutely fantastic.
0: Absolutely fantastic.
1: <laughs> Almost getting uh, 100 yards on the ground alone. I mean
0: Yeah, it felt like every time he touched the ball on the ground he was getting ten yards. Yeah. It uh, felt like every time he touched it he got a ten yard gain.
1: Yeah, so I mean if you have CMC, you hope that he just continues to stay healthy for the rest of the season because we know what we he what he can do. There's no doubt about JT,
0: it. JT JT um JT does RB1. JT does. Yeah. Uh Dearness Johnson filled in really nice for Chubb. Mm-hmm. Uh and Antonio Gibson, twenty four carries. And two catches. So 26 total opportunities. I think you said this when you said to trade for him. After the bye week, he'll probably get the workload. And it's fair to say that that was true here in this game. And I think it will be true going forward. Mm -hmm. Um, Another hard matchup next week, I believe, with Carolina. But uh, maybe is it time to sell high on Antonio or do you ride it out?
1: I think I think you can sell high on Antonio. I guess it all depends on who wants to see that or who's going to take that. Who's going to take the bait for me? I did tell you to trade for Antonio. Um, I actually just I did the complete opposite to be completely transparent with everyone. I traded away Antonio Gibson, but that was because of my certain situation. I guess the next question is, can he be consistent? Is is this 24 opportunities on the ground. Is that going is that going to happen? I think happen you have again? to look
0: at game script, you know. Like no one expected Washington to be up for this entire game. And you know, I watched this game obviously as a Washington fan and we ran the ball a lot to try and get less and less, less clock for Tom Brady to work with. So, I don't I don't think it stays this way and I don't think the receptions go up. So, and I, think, I think you can expect yeah. more like Maybe 14 to 16 carries, maybe 18 total opportunities, somewhere around 15 to 18 yeah. a, a game.
1: And I definitely agree. And you have to look at it as, like, you know, 24 carries, 64 yards. It's not really efficient. And number yeah. number two is, like, he got two touchdowns. You know, what, what would that outcome look like if he didn't get those touchdowns?
0: I agree, but I also think that he's been on the opposite, opposite side of unlucky in that category. Because last year, he was very efficient as a goal line player you know option and he got a lot of touchdowns. I think that's part of his game. So I think it's, it's going to even out. it's going to, you know, be up and down. We'll see more touchdowns from him potentially, but next week versus Carolina is going to be hard. So if you're looking to sell Antonio, this might be the week because Mm -hmm. teams don't do well against New Orleans, typically on the ground. I mean, I say that and Mark Ingram had a great day. Um, the last person I want to talk about is Michael Carter because I, I do think Michael Carter is putting himself into the must-start category. He is, without a doubt, the running back in this backfield. 20 opportunities again today. Um, 43 yards through the air, four catches on six targets, and then he almost put up 40 yards and a touchdown on the ground. 18 PPR points or just above. I I personally think Michael Carter is a part of this game plan going forward.
1: Yeah, I think there's no doubt about it. I mean, we spoke about this multiple times. Yeah. He's definitely part of the game plan. You just have to. But
0: I'm, I guess the question is, do you consider him must start going forward? Because this I was think, against the best defense in the NFL. I think right there's now, other people
1: to take into consideration. You know, obviously, he, okay. Michael Carter is a guy that can. What's different about Michael Carter is that he catches the ball.
0: Okay, you know? so let me put it in, in a different light. I guess when I say must start, must start, I consider a player top 24 at their position each week, considering, you know, it's most people are in 12-man leagues, which would mean, you know, you would try and get a top 24 person in each position, ideally. I consider him top 24 each week
1: as an option in PPR leagues. Right, right, in PPR leagues. I think they're, yeah, Um, I think I would start somebody else based on a matchup. You know, I think, I don't know, it's kind of hard to explain. He, I guess I, my rebuttal is they just played Buffalo,
0: which is the worst matchup for a running back.
1: Yeah, 100%. But he wasn't efficient either. You know, he could, I think what really He doesn't him, need to be. I mean, no. I like, I, I view him as like the
0: Eckler type guy. He doesn't need to be efficient on the ground because he gets to work in the air as well.
1: Right. So if he gets to work in the air, that's fine. So, but this. I guess like if you look at people, you probably see. I mean, James Conner. It's kind of hard to, kind of hard to say because Chase is out. I guess my thought process when Chase was in, hypothetically, if Chase was playing, not her, Michael Carter or James Conner. Uh, Michael I, Carter. I feel like, like right now, Michael Carter, no doubt, because I feel like that's air. I feel like that's a gray area. Because I mean. James Conner at the time, was touchdown dependent, but I feel like he's a, he put himself in that category I mean, as a top 20, 24 yeah.
0: running back. I th- I think he has one of the safest floors because of what he gets through the air. And I'll go a step further. I view him as like a top 18 option going forward as a running back. I think from this point onwards, if, if you take from week 10 onwards, I think he will be a top 18 running back in PPR formats. Devin Coleman was back today. That didn't stop his work. He played against a terrible defense. And when Zach Wilson comes back, this has to be the offense. It has to be heavily involving Michael Carter for them to succeed because they've seen that in in the formula.
1: Yeah, I, I, for me, this I agree. He is a must start, but depending on, I think who you have, and I know that it's obviously based. I on get match that, up but do everything. you agree
0: that he would be a top twenty-four option each week?
1: Yeah, he can definitely be a top 24.
0: All right, let's go to wide receivers. Uh, Some guys that you've been wanting to go off and they, they finally went off. Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Probably yeah. a second round pick this year has been the, I think, wide receiver 21 in PPR League so far. Pops off. Eight catches, 162 yards and a touchdown on 13 targets. Over 30 fantasy points. No surprise, you start digs every week. Ceedee Lamb, this was I think mostly in the first half because he exited with an injury, but he yeah. was a wide receiver too with twenty just over twenty eight points. Yeah, and then Tyreek Hill on Sunday Night Football. Uh, I think this is more the Tyreek Hill we're going to start to see going forward.
1: Yeah, it definitely definitely could be and can be. Um, yeah, all these guys guys that you know you drafted high. You put a lot of draft capital on these guys. Yeah. Especially in Dynasty. And they paid off for you today. So you hope this continues in the long run. Another guy that kind of paid off or that did pay off is Justin Jefferson. 11, I wanted to ask you. Eleven targets. That's crazy. Eleven targets. They said they were
0: going to give him more involved. I wanted to ask you in Dynasty. It's close. Justin Jefferson or CeeDee Lamb, who is the more valuable Dynasty wide receiver?
1: I think it's Justin
0: Jefferson. Agreed. Agreed. Because there is a big community out there that has CeeDee Lamb as their wide receiver one in Dynasty. I'm not there. Like, he's still a top six wide receiver in Dynasty for me, mm-hmm. but I don't have him as a wide receiver one. I think Jefferson is closer to the wide receiver one than CeeDee Lamb is. Yeah. Um. But really, really good game. Yeah, and well, it was
1: great. Crazy. 143 yards. That's just crazy. That's not even a, with a touchdown. Yeah, that's just He's what? Top
0: five without a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, Devonta Smith. Again, did, good did game. Again.
1: Uh,
0: uh, again, look like the targets weren't high, but he got caught two touchdowns and he looked good himself. Yeah. What was up with his arm? I don't know if you saw. Yeah, like, yeah, he he looks like he was like he had something a on superhero his arm. or something.
1: Yeah, I'm assuming just to protect, I guess, his elbow hyperextended to not mm. hyperextend or something like that. I could be yeah. wrong. Um, Kendrick Bourne sneaks into the top five here. I don't think that's anything too crazy. Like, we don't expect that to yeah, continue. Yeah, you don't expect that to continue.
0: Um, uh, what about Brian Edwards? Do you... This is probably just a game that happened, and and you don't put too much into it, right?
1: Yeah, I don't put too much into it, Brian Edwards. I mean, three three catches yeah. on four targets. He, Not much. No, I'm pretty sure he caught, like, one deep pass for a touchdown. It's just typical somebody here on the yeah. on the Raiders catching that ball. Ray-Ray McLeod as well. Thir- 12 targets. That's absolutely crazy. Not exciting. I'm not running to pick him up. Backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. I you think know, maybe there was a connection there. For me, the biggest congratulations is to Jacoby Myers. Yeah, finally got the tutty. Finally got the tutty after three years in the National Football League. <laughs> and um, he did his thing-ish. Yeah. <laughs> he only caught four, four for four, four forty nine yards and a touchdown. So, but what he had, he made work. That's right. <laughs> um,
0: well, let's go to tight ends. At the very top, Travis Kelsey feels like all is right in the world. Um, I I think this is the Kelsey we should start to expect to see. Hunter Henry, without Johnny Smith, caught two touchdowns. Mark Andrews was great. Mm-hmm. Tyler Conklin. I am traumatized by Tyler Conklin because this dude caught three balls for 11 yards <laughs> and two touchdowns, and I was playing against him. Yeah, I felt like Tyler Conklin was probably going to put up like five points. Of course, he only catches three balls for 11 yards, and of course he gets two touchdowns when he's playing against me. He's a tight end four. It's just, I think, a lucky week. No one else really stood out to me. You know, there there was a lot of good, okay performances from tight ends this week. Yeah, Um, and I would say Dan Arnold, another guy that I've been trying to hype up, uh, five catches for sixty seven yards on seven targets. I still think Dan Arnold is moving himself into the like a starter territory, like a top twelve option weekly.
1: No, absolutely. I think if you, if I'm not mistaken, I could be completely wrong, but. There was a couple – well, I know for a fact there was a couple weeks Dan Arnold led the team in targets, and I wonder if he did that today. Um, I haven't checked those stats yet. But, yeah, Dan Arnold is up there. He's slowly becoming Tyler – Tyler, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence's favorite yeah. uh, target. and I'm. This it, is interesting in Dynasty, too. That's exactly what I was about to say. This is going to be interesting moving forward if they keep Dan. I don't know how long – what that contract looks like, if they're going to continue to keep I him. Think-
0: he's a part of their long-term plans because they gave up CJ Henderson, which was a first round pick for them the year before, I believe. Yeah.
1: So uh, it's definitely interesting to see what's going to happen with Dan Arnold, because I do believe he could sneak into a top 10, maybe top eight um, quarterback moving or tight end next year in the years coming.
0: If, if it stays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he builds that Kim. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I like
0: it. All right. Let's move on to, we've talked about the good. Now it's time to talk about the bad.
1: We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. Oh, he oh. needs some milk.
0: just want to take a second to leave a moment of silence for those who started Mike Gusecki or TJ Hawkinson.
1: It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy that two top tight ends. Yeah. Dropped goose eggs. I mean, Mike Gusecki, seven targets. Understandable. At least they were targeting the guy. Okay. Yeah. But TJ Hawkinson, it was just like, oh, shit.
0: You know what, though? I will say, as a Mike Gusecki owner, watching that game on Thursday night was pain. hundred. It was painful. At least if you had TJ, you probably weren't super focused on the game. And you were like, what the hell? He's just not getting targeted. Yeah. Like I had to watch all those targets just be underthrown, overthrown, barely miscatched. Like that was painful, man. And yeah. it's a big reason why I lost a matchup this week.
1: Yeah, it just wasn't good. So just unlucky if you have any of those guys. They would definitely bounce back. Are you, are you back. worried about them? No, nah, they'll forward? Mike, Mike and TJ they will definitely bounce back. I'm I'm actually more worried about TJ. Um because Jared Goff is ugh, so inconsistent. He, yeah, He agreed. threw for under I'm pretty sure in the fourth quarter, I like probably two minutes into the fourth quarter, he had less than a hundred passing yards. Yeah. Which is crazy. I think but-
0: with TJ, it's like we've tried to make excuses and reasons why for so long, but I agree. It's like J- Jared Goff is unpredictable. So he is definitely like of the good tight in comments section. He's the one I am most worried about right now because who knows what any week could look like. Yeah. Um, um outside of him, I would say Darren Waller was, was a disappointment, you know, relative to, I, I think it's safe to say at this point, Waller did not deserve anywhere near where he was drafted. Like he was drafted into the second beginning of the third right now, his value, he should have been like a sixth, a sixth to ninth round pick. No, That's I, where his value is right now. I agree. And I'm not saying that we'll go forward, but it's, I I traded him away, but it's disappointing if you had him.
1: No, I agree. I tried it this year. I I genuinely tried to get a top tight end, top three tight end this year, and it bit me in the butt, and I hate it because my team is struggling. I have Dalvin. I mean, really quick, Dalvin, Damian Harris were my two top running backs. I could have had Dalvin and a Swift. I could have had Dalvin and a Joe Mixon.
0: You probably would have gone
1: J.K. Dalvin, so maybe you dodged a bullet. Maybe I dodged a bullet. I mean... It, it, it's still shit anyway but like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah like I and that's what's so frustrating is I like it. going for the, the tight end early but yeah I agree
0: <laughs> it's it's yeah it's been hard man and who knows because he could still come back and go crazy and, and save that that draft capital mm-hmm. but it's it's been frustrating how about Dalton Schultz this is what worried me in a game where they the Cowboys scored 43 points Dalton Schultz Two targets, one catch for 14 yards. Guess who's back? Michael Gallup. Like, Dalton Schultz, I think, is no longer a must-start tight end.
1: No, that definitely could be in the conversation. You know, this week was was terrible. But they were up early. They started running the ball a lot with Zeke and Tony. Um, I agree.
0: But if you put up 43 points and you only got one catch... Yeah.
1: I mean, Michael Gallup
0: was back from injury. had what, seven catches or something like that, something or seven like, targets?
1: Yeah. Michael Gallup is definitely a guy that, um, taking targets away, but yeah, it worries I me. I definitely agree. It worries me going forward. I you definitely know? agree. I think he is, uh, match dependent yeah. moving forward.
0: Don't worry about Pat Frymuth. Uh, Big Ben wasn't there. Don't worry about Dallas Goddard. He got injured. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about Zach or Kyle Pitts. Four catches for 60 yards. The targets are there. Um, Let's move on to wide receivers that disappointed this week. Guys, I think there's a lot of people on this list, but guys that you were relying upon, you needed you needed to perform, you needed to be consistent. Honestly, and unfortunately they they could not do that for you. AJ Brown is the one that stands out to me. There's a lot, like we're going to go through yeah, them, but 100%,
1: there's a, a lot. He's
0: the he's the first one that stands out to me. Is this something we should be worried about with Julio gone and Derrick Henry? Are teams just focusing solely on stopping AJ?
1: Um, I don't think teams are stopping AJ. I think they are planning to get a rhythm for these other guys because they know that they're going to need them in the run game. I completely forgot the running back's name. He was—he, I'm pretty sure he out Deontay Foreman. Deontay Foreman. He outsnapped Adrian Peterson, if I'm not mistaken, McNichols as well. I'm pretty sure he found the end zone, but I think they're trying to get him. They're trying to find the rhythm back in the run game. So then, you know what? We're more comfortable. Now we can have a run game and a pass game, but they don't need necessary. It's concerning though, because New Orleans is a team that gets beat through
0: the air, not through the ground. Um, I just expected AJ to have a better game. I still think AJ is going to be like a top 10 option going forward each week. I think we should view him as that. It's just like a little flag to say, oh, that's interesting. You know, I think I think he's going to be fine going forward. I still view him as a top 10 elite
1: yeah. guy. but I definitely agree.
0: It's hard, man. It's hard to see. I, I would say Tyler
1: Lockett's probably going to be on the buy low list this week. Oh, 100%. I mean, this guy was targeted eight times this week, less than five fantasy points. It was there. And Russ looked off, and the
0: weather was weird. Mm-hmm. I I
1: think he's going to be fine. The targets were there. That's what I'm saying. Same with DK. The AJs are in the same category. The Tyler Lockets. the DK's, all these guys that did terrible this week expect and I hope to get an amazing game next week. Um, Okay. What about
0: DJ Moore at Arizona? Inconsistent quarterback play. I don't know if it's going to get better with Cam. Hmm.
1: We'll need to see four, what Cam. Four
0: catches on seven
1: targets. Uh, PJ, PJ Walker was more interested in um, Robbie. Yeah.
0: yeah, so was Cam at points. Cam threw yeah. the touchdown to So, him. Robbie
1: could be the guy. I mean, maybe he's starting to pick up Robbie off of waivers. He's in, in a bunch mm-hmm. of waivers now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, another guy that's still disappointing, in my opinion, is Marvin Jones. It's just not there. Yeah, Marvin Jones has been in that category now for yeah. a while. You
0: know, unfortunately... This offense is just not clicking. Mm-hmm. It's just not clicking, and I I keep watching these games, and Trevor Lawrence just typically does not have the time to let a play develop. Which is until that happens, he, Marvin's not going to be valuable. Um, Mike Williams, Mark Cooper, Marquise Hollywood Brown, all disappointed. Out of the three, who are you most worried about?
1: Mike Williams. Agreed. Um,
0: um it, it's <laughs> this is this is rough.
1: It's rough, and it's, what, four games now under 10 points, and that is not what you need. The targets have decreased tremendously. Five, 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 and six targets since week six. I mean, he's not getting looked at, it feels like. this. I don't know what they're trying to do. They lost. Did they lose? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, they lost, and... I, I don't them.
0: I I'm still baffled. They had it on the two yard line, I believe, and it was fourth and goal, and they were down by ten. I understand like kick the field goal, make the defensive stop. Like, come on, man. You're already there. It's it's harder to get to that point and have one play than it is to kick a field goal. That call it wouldn't have mattered in the end, but that call baffled me. Uh yeah, Mike Williams, I don't I think he's moving I think he he has moved out of the must start category. I think it's now based off matchups. Based off matchups. Yeah, I agree. The other guys I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about Cooper or, or Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown still had 13 targets. Um agreed? I agree. Anyone else before we go to running backs that disappointed?
1: No, that's about it honestly. I mean, like I said the biggest one's is AJ Brown. Yeah. So
0: all right, let's keep uh, let's keep being depressed and talking about other running backs that potentially disappoint us. I don't feel like Mike Davis slips into the disappointing category. I, I think no, but his he's lived there.
1: His um Kyle Snaps partner, and played his partner. I guess in Cordell Patterson is a big disappointment.
0: Well, he- that's because he got injured and he left the game. Then Wayne Gallman stepped in mm-hmm. instead of Mike Davis. So Wayne Gallman might be an interesting waiver wire if if Patterson's gonna miss time. Yeah.
1: But we're definitely gonna gonna have to see. I mean, Cordero Patterson getting hurt. That's just fat GG's, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. It's frustrating because he's actually been fantasy gold. He's been very, very reliable. Yeah. Um Miles Gaskin, I would consider, you know, a letdown. I I thought he would do more. Especially in the passing game. I'm a little bit baffled by his usage. Fourteen carries. But one catch on two targets, I feel like the way you should use Miles Gaskin is like five targets and ten <laughs> carries.
1: I genuinely, you know what I believe happened? They had a game plan. It was like, you know what? We're not gonna, we're gonna need to throw the ball, yeah. And then realize that, like, oh shit, like we could win this game. We can actually win this game now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, okay, Miles, sit down. We're just gonna we're gonna win now. Yeah, that's what that's how it felt. Uh,
0: Javante was a disappointment. I don't know if you saw the. He had a great touchdown run, he was yes. called back. Did you yeah, see that?
1: I did see that. Which um, he ran is like so the sideline, top of the screen yeah. type vibe. Yeah, I saw that one. Um, complete, very disappointing. Melvin got in again. <laughs> I will Melvin? still say this: if you have any chance to buy Javante
0: in Dynasty, do it. I will give a first round pick for twenty twenty two. Any any pick in twenty twenty two, I'll give for Javante Williams right now. Okay. There's not a talent in this class. That's better than Javante, in my I opinion. think it's
1: going to be interesting to see if they bring back Melvin. I feel yeah. like there's a chance that they can. I mean, how old is he, 28? Why not have him at, on the roster as another vet? Sign him to another one-year deal, minimum one-year yeah. deal. I don't that, see. That could happen. And It, it, it still, could happen. It could still hinder the, his The other side of the coin
0: value. is, I, I I that's a scenario that could happen. The other side of the coin is, as a franchise, there's a couple of different ways I think about it. Do do you want to see what Javante could be? Because you drafted him in the second round. Do you want to see what he could do for your offense if you gave him all the work? And from a marketing perspective, I know this is a too detailed maybe, but I studied marketing. From a marketing perspective, wouldn't you want there to be a star running back so you can start selling a hell of a lot of jerseys? You know what I mean? Um, the yeah. more stars are in your team, the more marketable your team is. So, I mean, I think that's why they brought Melvin in. He was also talented guy but it's a possibility I for the sake of fantasy please please God um, God damn it Larry Roundtree
1: <laughs> he scored he scored that touchdown <laughs> so I, when annoying. I saw that when I saw that I was like Eckler could have done that Eckler could have done that he just jumped 100%. over <laughs> he just jumped over yeah. so <laughs> um, dumb anyway yeah that's funny um JD McKissick. JJ I
0: would say Josh Jacobs JD McKissick disappointment. Zach Moss also it, yeah,
1: um, thank God he got into the end zone. Yeah. I mean, other than that, I think that's okay. I mean, it was Matt Burrito Day in um, <sighs> the Bills. How frustrating. I mean, one of my starts of the week
0: was Devin Singletary. Still had a good good game. Yeah, level but points. But he only got eight touches. I mean, all these running backs were okay if he started them. All three of them. I just wish they would have given the work to Singletary or Moss. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think anyone else was disappointing. As as far as quarterbacks go, Russell Wilson comes to mind. Uh, if you started Russell Wilson on his return, most people did if they had him. It was just an off game. I still think Russ is going to be fine going forward. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, Russ will be fine. Don't worry about it. Then the bounce back is to next week should be great. I mean, who's he playing? He's playing Arizona, probably with Kyler Murray, a game that they have to win. What's that yeah. is that a divisional game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. it's a divisional game that they have to win. It's going to be a shootout, in my opinion. I agree. A-Rod is going to be fine.
0: Um, don't worry about A-Rod. Don't worry about Justin Herbert. Don't worry about Tom Brady. And obviously, don't worry about Lamar Jackson, even though he was like still top 12 <laughs> this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, That is all the cash and trash. Do we want to just quickly talk about tonight's matchup, Monday Night Football?
1: Yeah. Let's do
0: it. Uh, So is it at Rams or is it at
1: Raiders? I'm or pretty sure it's at 49ers. At 49ers. So okay. Obviously, I want to hear your predictions for the game. I think Rams wins this one. Um, okay. I think Elijah Mitchell is going to have a good day. And I want to say, I want to say Trey Lance can come in. You think so? I want to say that. But
0: would they put him in against this defense? The only reason...
1: Feed him to the Lions? If... I think this last... The Rams last game, they lost and they felt really embarrassed. And Matthew Stafford is going to go off. They lost Robert Woods. They're pissed. OBJ... Brings energy. They're going to come in, score like crazy. Maybe be up three touchdowns hella early. They're going to abandon the run. Jimmy G maybe throws two picks early. And then why not just get Trey in? I don't know. This is all hypothetical, obviously. I mean,
0: it'll be fun. It's a
1: storyline that could happen. Mm -hmm. I don't
0: imagine they'd want to put Trey in against this defense. It feels like confidence is pretty big. You know? So I imagine Jimmy would have to get an injury.
1: It couldn't well, even
0: even if like the what are they still three and five?
1: <laughs> yeah, three and five. That's still realistic. Yeah, I guess um, Jimmy G getting injured is realistic for Jimmy. G. I
0: would. I actually, I actually think this is going to be a relatively close game. I I think the Niners are going to make it a close game. Really? Uh, I think Mitchell's going to be able to run on the ground. I think huh. Debo, they're going to be able to utilize Debo. Kittle's back. Kittle's a big piece of that in the both in the running game and in the passing game, especially for Jimmy G. So I actually see this more of. I think the Rams win. But I see it more of like a thirty-four to twenty-eight, so a high-scoring game. I think this will be
1: okay. I I, I think and I think OBJ gets a touchdown. I, I think they want to they want to showcase their new star. I really I really hope that's not the case. But I'm playing OBJ Kittle and Jimmy G. So best mm-hmm. case scenario, Jimmy G gets hurt. OBJ calls, scores a touchdown. But I'm also playing Brandon Ayukin. So Ayukin.
0: I'm hoping hey, that. Hey, uh, I almost called the upset of the week. The only issue is that it was a tie. <laughs> Remember on last uh, podcast? I said, right I right. think this is an upset of the week because Big Ben's out.
1: Can we? Can I just say and that? And
0: I was like, oh my God, I almost called the winless Lions. Is that an upset of the week? Do I count that? It was a tie.
1: I don't think the NFL Does should have a count? tie. You don't think it should have a tie? I, I just, yeah. I find that... like there needs to be a winner. I can understand them there being a tie in like soccer because it's it's really hard to score. You know, you probably put an extra two minutes on the clock. Someone's going to score. Yeah, you know, like I don't like the rule how you have to. Draw I I,
0: now. I get where you're coming from, but I think from the NFL's perspective, it's like if you can't get it done with with the time that you've been given, you don't deserve a win anyway. I don't even think like, like those team the, the teams the Steelers and the Lions. Neither of those teams deserve to win today. Do you know what I mean? Like they both deserve to lose, so maybe we should. If you if, if it's a tie, both teams lose.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's so I don't know. I just think you that, know what I mean. Yeah. Not neither of
0: those teams deserved that win. That's I, de- I,
1: I definitely hear you, but
0: almost called it. I'm gonna give it to myself. I don't yeah. think a lot of people saw that coming. Why not? Um, hey, today was fun. Fantasy was fun today, even though I got wrecked in one league. I yeah. didn't expect to beat you. I honestly did not think I was going to beat you.
1: I was going to message you earlier in the week and be like, "Just don't set your lineup because you're out of the playoffs, <laughs> and I'm still fighting for a playoff spot." But I, think, I actually
0: think I could make playoffs in this league. Yeah. I just have
1: to win out. You have to win out, and my team doesn't look too good rest of the season. So,
0: let me tell people my team. I'm two and seven. I'm going to probably beat Badaki and be three and seven. This is my squad. Aaron Rodgers, Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, Justin Jefferson, Rashad Bateman, Jalen Waddle, Kyle Pitts, Zach Moss, Tyler Boyd, Tim Patrick, Adrian Peterson, um, and Ramondre Stevenson. I feel like that's a damn good team. I don't know how I'm two and or three and seven probably now, but I think I just have to win every game and I can make it to the playoffs potentially. No, it, can, um,
1: it definitely can. So.
0: Anything's possible, right? That's just I just gotta keep telling myself that. Um. All right. Anything to close the show?
1: No. All love. Thank you so much. All the support as always. Um. Gonna record the waiver wires. Um. Tomorrow, tomorrow our time. I might add a get ready for the playoff segment. Maybe some, that could def- be cool. some defenses. Maybe some streaming quarterbacks or something like that so um stay tuned for that
0: all right guys good luck tonight get whatever you need to happen i hope it happens for you and uh, we'll see you in the next one see you there
1: see you there hey
0: yeah you the one listening to this podcast you
1: made a good decision today today Keep making those good decisions. You know what? Go ahead and do a little dance right now. Like no one's watching. Because you, you deserve it.